welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. All right, here we go, everybody. Welcome to episode number 122 of Sports Cards Live. It is Saturday night, December the 4th, 2021. My name is Jeremy Lee. I do want to thank last Saturday's guest, Chris Sewell, also known as Baseball Card Collector Investor Dealer, in that order. What an amazing show we had. Great time. The episode is already, and this is hard to believe, but the episode is already the third most viewed episode in the history of Sports Cards Live. So people liked it. You guys liked it. I want to thank you very much for uh, for enjoying that episode. I had a great time doing it with Chris. Tomorrow night, everybody, tomorrow on Collectible Live, my guest will be collector Bennett Miller. His Instagram handle is at DevonCurrant37. We will go live on the Collectible YouTube channel at 7 p.m. Eastern. That is tomorrow, Sunday. Next Saturday's guest on the show will be the sports card therapist, Rob Gerard. Check that out. That is, again, going to be next Saturday. I want to shout out channel supporter Whatnot. Check out their app for one-minute auctions. Buy it now. It's hosted around the clock from some of the best breakers in the hobby. They also have other collectibles, including Pokemon, Funkos, MetaZoo, which I'm seeing more and more of lately, comics, and more. I also want to shout out Collectible and the Mint Collective, which is in Las Vegas, January 28th to the 30th. I'll be there. Come down. Come join. It's a groundbreaking event. Check out the Mint Collective. There it is on the ticker right now. I want to thank all the podcast listeners. I also want to send a special congratulations to the team from Card Ladder for being acquired by collectors just last week. Way to go, guys. Congrats to you. Looking for bigger and better things, as I'm sure they are on the horizon. Want to thank all you subscribers and viewers. We we went Pretty quickly past 4,000 subscribers just a couple days ago, and the big 5,000 is next. If you are not yet subscribed, please go ahead and do so. Greatly appreciate it. As always, tonight, your comments, your questions are in play. Let's get to it. Tonight's guest started in the hobby with sticker books in about 2014 when he was like six or seven years old. He became a media credential holding member or attendee at the National in 2019 and the official kid ambassador in 2021. He has no less than three shows on YouTube, one of which he can name Dr. James Beckett as a co-host. His favorite teams are, and get ready, this is quite the list, the White Sox, the Bears, the Bulls, the Blackhawks, the Raiders, the Blue Jays, the Timberwolves, and the Winnipeg Jets. His favorite athlete is Roberto Clemente, which we will dig into, originally from and currently hailing from the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. Let's bring him out. Brody the Kid, welcome to Sports Cards Live. How are you doing? What's up, Jeremy? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Oh, man. What is up? I am excited to have you on, too. Uh, let's face it. It's uh, it's about time. We've been planning this for quite a while. We will get back. We'll get to it a little bit later as to why it did take so long to get you on. But I have to start off with this question for you, Brody. You are 13, right? Mm-hmm. You're 13 years old. You're a hobby veteran. It seems to me like your name is almost synonymous with the hobby. How does a 13-year-old, and why, do you name Roberto Clemente as your favorite athlete? 
Well, in fourth grade, we did a bio- biography project, and we had to dress up as a, do a bunch of research and present stuff like that. So I chose Roberto Clemente out of the options that we had, researched about him, researched how he died and how he had exactly 3,000 hits. And it just seemed really cool to me. He seemed like he was a really, he was really good at baseball and he seemed like he was a really good person as well. So ever since then, I've always loved him and liked to collect them. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, that that's a good, so have you studied his, his, his life and his, the history behind him, like beyond just the statistics? I've looked into it some, like about, you know, how, what he was trying to do to help his hometown country and stuff like that. And even though they said no, but he still ended up going, which is crazy. And just, I, I wish he was, I mean, I'm trying to think he tired. He, so he, he died in like 1975. He couldn't. He'd be really old if he was still around today, but there's a chance. I'm looking at his baseball card right now. He was born August 18th, 1934. So some quick math, 66. And so he'd be about 87 years old right now. So yeah, it's, it's, he could still be around if he didn't uh, sort of die tragically. So too bad. I I have his rookie card. I wanted to show it to you. I've I've had this for quite some time, but uh, do you own a copy of this? No, but I really do want one. <laughs> it's a fun card. Definitely. A, and it's a, it's an iconic card for sure. Yeah. Uh, something to strive for as you uh, make your way through junior high and high school, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Brody, how did you how did you first get into the hobby? I mentioned in the intro that it was from sticker books, but what are some of your earliest memories of the hobby and how did you get started? Yeah, so I I love sticker books. I mean, I I have a couple. I have the whole thing filled out, which is crazy because now you can't even find the sticker packs anymore since I have cards in them now. But uh, from there, um, my dad saw that, and I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid. Loved WWE back then. Loved CM Punk. Um, So my dad introduced me to wrestling cards, and I have them. And my first ever binder, and I liked it. I, I thought it was pretty cool. And once it, once I got a little bit older, probably about the eight or nine year old range, then I started getting into football and baseball and basketball and hockey eventually. And I just kept doing it. Um, and then my first national in 2017 um, was what kind of started Brody the Kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let let me ask you this. You talked about I, I listed off your favorite teams, and uh, I mean you've you've got a bunch, which I think is pretty cool. It's fun to have a lot of teams you like. You you can enjoy sports just that much more. But the last one I named off was the Winnipeg Jets, and that you know I'm I'm originally from Winnipeg, so I like to hear that from you. What is it about the Winnipeg Jets that makes you a fan of them? Honestly, I don't even know. I just like the Jets. I mean. Because, you, you, I mean, you read the list. There's eight teams. I have two teams per sport, kind of. But um, my uncle also gave me a Winnipeg Jets sweatshirt. Um, and he, he died of cancer a couple of years ago. So it's just kind of a cool memory for me of him. Um, yeah. Ever yeah. since then, it's in my closet. And it's a cool retro one. And I, I love it. 
Right on. Well, that, that's nice. That's a, it's a, it's a nice reason to, uh, to be a fan, you know, a connection to your uncle who is no longer with you. So sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, let's go to some comments. we got some people in the chat and then we're going to, then we'll move along, but uh, happy Saturday to you, David G. Uh, Daniel Busby says, Hey, and guys, remember to hit to like the video. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah. Hit that like button, everybody. If you like, even if you don't like the show, hit the like button. Why not? Right. Jeffrey Hart. Good evening to you. Troy in the house says hello to us both and everybody in the chat. Tom Bullard, good evening to you. Jim C. Goodfellows, hello, hello. DJ's Gaming from Red Deer, yo, yo. Gross Bros Parody says this kid is already smarter than me and I haven't even seen him yet. <laughs> Logan Ward, what's going on? He wants to know if it's past your bedtime, Brody. But no, not, not for his night on Sports Cards Live. It is not yet past his bedtime. Foul Fireball, welcome back twice in one day. Michael Ham, my guy, good evening to you. Logan says that Brody also likes NASCAR. Is that true, or is he just yeah, helpful? I I do like NASCAR. That was a that was a sport that hit me during COVID when there was nothing else on. So that okay. and WWE was really the only things I had to watch because all the other sports were stopped. Right, right, okay. The center fielder, what's up with you, James Fertitta? Good evening, Tom Bullard says. Brody, very natural behind the camera. Great job. And we'll get into why that is because Brody is no stranger to uh, to YouTube and, and, and hobby content. Good evening to you, Eric. Great to see you, buddy. So, okay, well, let's, let's talk about why you did not come on this show back in May. And this is a pretty, I want to call it a bit of a crazy story, actually. We had you scheduled. We were ready to go. I was, you know, it was Saturday morning. I woke up. I was thinking, okay, we're going to do the show tonight. It's May the 1st, 2021. And, uh, you know, we were all planned up, ready to go for that evening. I get a phone call on my phone, I, I, maybe through Facebook Messenger. Not expect a, a number I do not recognize, uh, an area code that I don't even recognize. And I answer the phone and... There's a lady on the phone who I could tell was not really doing that well, uh, you know, just emotionally. And uh, I'm and she speaks to me and I understand. And she said, basically, she says, hi, Jeremy, this is Brody's mom. Brody uh, had an accident and uh, he's not going to be able to come on the show tonight. But I want to let you know. And she was she was shaken up. Your mother was shaken up. I was. Not really sure, you know, how to respond, what to do. But I knew that I, I wanted to help, you know, just calm her down, reassure her, that sort of thing. And she explained to me what happened was that you were in the bathroom, you were in the shower, and a bunch of time went by and you didn't come out of the bathroom. And they knocked on the door, her and your dad. You were in a hotel room, by the way. You were in a hotel. Knocked on the door. They couldn't, the door was locked. You didn't respond. Your dad, I guess, you know, found a way, used, this, used, uh, this, used the, that's right. This cutter might have just saved my life in a way. Yeah. You guys had visited the Indy card exchange the day before or something like that. And your father used that to get into, to break into the bathroom. They found you in the bathtub kind of face down. Um, this is a crazy story, man. I didn't really know how to, you know, how to handle it. Someone I've never spoken to your mother before. And I was the first person she called, which was 
a, a, a sort of a, a very, I felt honored yet scared yet shocked yet. It was a very, it was a whirlwind of emotions for me as somebody who was excited to have you on that night. Yet your mother was going through a very difficult time. I, my heart was bleeding for her and there was just uncertainty. There was uncertainty about what was wrong with you and what happened. So why don't you take it from there? What happened and, uh, and, and what's happened since then as far as your health goes? Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, my shoulder's cut her because my dad probably would have tried to kick the door down like he was a police officer or something um, if any more time had went by. Uh, well, luckily, Andy Card Exchange Knife came in handy. But, <laughs> um, I yeah, I was in the shower, like you said, and the I didn't have the drain on, so... The water just kept rising um and like you said i fell and there was water splashing so i was basically drowning um which when i think about in reality that's like one of my that was that like my whole life that's been kind of one of my fears but i will at least i will the good thing about it at least i wasn't alive experiencing it i was passed out um but my dad came in the room, you know, got it up, went to the emergency room. I ended up going back to the hotel that day, and then we drove home the next day. Um, I I missed the rest of the school year. We talked to the principal about it, and he said it was fine. Um, but it like it, I was supposed to be on your show, like you said. Um, that but, night. It was that same yeah, day that happened. That night. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we got back and it was meetings and stuff like that, appointments and stuff. And we eventually narrowed it down that either had something to do with here or something to do with my heart. Um, and I, I was taking tests and stuff. And then my mom got a call and the neurologist said he thinks I had epilepsy. So it was kind of, we were a little surprised because we thought it had actually, we were thinking this, um, but it, I mean, reality, I'd probably rather have a little bit wrong with one spot in my brain than my heart, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, so since then, it's just been a crazy ride that um, I've gotten back to, you know, doing everything that I did before then um yeah i mean now i i mean i'm doing pretty good now i mean once the doctors know what they're doing got on the right medicine and then um i for since then i've been pretty good um nothing crazy since then but it's still i still just crazy that you were the first person that she called i i it's crazy. I mean, if if I wasn't going to be on your show that night, it would have been like my grandma or something. But since I was on your show, it ended up being you. Just kind of funny, but um, yeah, it it was just crazy. But I didn't want to stop, and I didn't want to, you know, just be done. I wanted to keep going. So it just I just had to deal with being in the hospital for some time and working out um actually later i end up um back when it was bad i went into the hospital for a test that my mom said i was going to spend overnight i i wasn't it was memorial day so i wasn't really 
too thrilled, but I'd have mm. stayed there till Wednesday morning. And then they gave us the option to leave. And we thought about it and we ended up leaving. But they put me on a new medicine. So when we got home, I start I got out of the car and started walking. And I I had the weirdest feeling. I was super dizzy. When I checked the mail, super dizzy. Sat down. That was super dizzy. So I ended up falling asleep. Um, and then I had to go back to the ER and then go back to the same hospital in a different room that I was just in like three hours ago. And then I had to stay there until Friday. It was kind of crazy. It was just ended up being fine. I still ended up taking the medicine. It was just some, uh, one of the side effects that could happen and it didn't happen again. So that was good. I wish we would have known that it was just a side effect and not like, you know, yeah. something crazy. <laughs> Maybe there have been a lot less stuff that we had to go through. But yeah, I've just been trying to keep going. And you're back to playing sports and baseball yeah. and all that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Good, I, missed, I, I missed about a month, maybe a little more than a month of baseball. Um, but still there cheering my teammates on. I got back to it. And, it, you know, it, it was annoying at first, you know, because we were a little scared of a line drive, you know, hitting me in the head at first. So I played left field for three or four games, which I, I'm not used to. I, I haven't played outfield in a long time so it kind of it and i was batting lower in the order because you know i didn't swing a baseball bat in a month um but then but then i but then i i came back up and i ended up getting back to my regular positions and hitting fourth like i was before i got hurt that's the same thing with the hobby you know i i kept trying to keep it going doing i was doing some daily rips in the hospital just trying and I'm back now. Back and uh, back to normal for the most part, right? Well, that, that's that's good to hear. Yeah, a couple of slap and sniffs says, yeah, geez, glad you're okay, Brody. Nick says, wild story, glad you're doing okay. Uh, Skeppy says, I have a daughter with epilepsy, among other things. It is no joke. Make sure you stay consistent with the medication uh, for sure. I, you know, my brother who I lost actually in... Uh, February, two months before I started this show, February of 2020, he, uh, 20, yeah, 2020, he had epilepsy as well. So, uh, it, yeah, it, it's no joke. I saw a lot of, um, a lot of what can be, uh, you know, the symptoms of that. So, mm -hmm. so good advice there. Uh, Logan Ward, love your Brody. Stay strong. James says Brody is a national treasure. Take care of yourself. I mean, your brain, you know, your mind can't help but go to dark places sometimes. And, I thought I was thinking about like, yeah, you know, that that knife from the Indy card exchange that your dad used to get into the bathroom may have saved your life, you mm -hmm. know, and the the news, it could have been much different. I'm sure your mother, I mean, just talking to her, I'll never forget it. Um, the relief, the relief knowing that you were going to, you know, that you were going to be OK and survive was, uh, I, you know, as a parent, you just, you know, you just don't want to ever have to think that way. So we're happy you're we're happier here. In your absence on my show that night, uh, we had Andy from the Indy Card Exchange come on, and we did mention that you had. We both knew what had happened, but we didn't talk about it on the air. Didn't know what you know privacy and all that uh, for you and your family. But um, I'm glad we could talk about it tonight. Let people know a little bit about you and your experience that you had, and uh, and yeah. But 
Okay, well, we're glad you're here now. We are about, what, six or seven months later, but we got you here, so I'm, I'm happy for that. Got to meet you in person at the National. Got to meet your mother, your father, Dennis and Sherry. That was really nice. And uh, it was pretty cool because we actually... Actually, I'll get to that later. Let's move into what you're doing on, on, on YouTube and all of that. You're, what I'm referring to is your content portfolio. So, you know, as was mentioned before by Tom, you know, you're very natural behind the camera. So you do your own shows. Uh, you, have, you have Hobby Life. You have The Daily Rip. You do your, your Christmas Advent calendar. Why don't you talk, tell us a little bit about, about Hobby Life and what, what the goal is of that show? Yeah, so it started um, back in uh what was late late 2019 i think it was yeah right before covid started um and i ended up starting with steve grad as a co-host but it didn't really work out so i ended up just doing it myself um i i i just i like doing it i've had a ton of people on i mean i've had tracy from panini emily from tops chris carlin awesome guy by the way for sure from upper deck um brian gray dr peck dr beckett john newman from sports card nation <laughs> <laughs> and soon we'll get you on the show soon too oh i can't you'll wait be, you'll be on soon for sure too right on. And, uh yeah then i do the daily rip on my twitter and instagram open a different pack of cards every weekday just you know show some show some of you guys some different stuff some new products some cheaper products sometimes i'll do some higher end products and you know i change up you know what if i'm doing hobby or retail or a cello pack and things like that and then right now if you go to my twitter and instagram i'm doing the daily rip christmas countdown um which is basically an advent calendar fill of packs so I would definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun because I love doing a daily rip, but it's even better when I don't know what pack I'm going to open. <laughs> um, and that's, it's fun too, because it's, it's straight 25 days a weekend. I'm, I'm not used, to, I had to do a daily rip on the weekend today. I, I'm not, I'm not used to that. I usually don't have to do that. <laughs> not that I'm complaining, but, um, but yeah, de definitely check that out because um, you can guess. So for if you go there now and you find the video from today, you can guess what pack you think is going to be on tomorrow. And then we're going to do a fun little prize at the end. So just for the cheer of the holidays. Um, this is actually the third year I've done it. Or this, no, second year I've done it. And I, I had it one year as my mom gave it to a gift of me. I'm like, ooh. And then, we, and then my mom's like, Let's do it on the daily rip. And I was so excited last year when she said to do that. That was awesome. So you mentioned that, you know, you, you're not used to doing these on, on the weekends. Uh, but, and I just want to, before I, before I go there, I just want to say like, it's, it's pretty cool that you've, you know, you've got your shows, you're doing, you're interviewing, uh, you know, who's the who's who of the hobby. That's uh, Pepino man says right there, great list of people that have been on Brody's channel. Yeah. I mean, You've uh, you've made you've made great contacts. You've for for your age, you've done some exceptional networking. So uh, you know ties into James's comment that you know you're a, a national treasure. You're you're a national hobby treasure for sure. So that's pretty cool. But um, as far as doing stuff on the weekends, you 
you're sort of used to doing something because once a month you co-host along with, as I mentioned in the intro, Dr. Beckett, James Newman from Sports Car Nation, and myself. We are all, uh, we kind of rotate in and out as co-hosts. Wait, of did Hobby. you say James Newman? Did I? Did I say, I, I meant James I Beckett, so. John, did I say James Newman? <laughs> I meant John Newman. <laughs> yeah, I meant just, we know his name is John, John Newman. Um, but, you know, in addition, to, you got a kick out of that, huh? <laughs> You're talking about Jesus' comments. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) I'm glad you got such a kick out of that, Brody. (laughs) Um, So, so you do co-host once one Saturday per month in the morning on Hobby Hotline. I did it this morning. Actually, I subbed in for John Newman this morning. Last week was my regular shift. You come on once a month and uh, and co-host with uh, with a group of us that are all I I think we have like eighteen or so co-hosts now all together, but uh, you've been doing it for a while. You've been doing it, I think probably longer than me. I've been on there for almost a year and a half. You've probably been on there for a bit longer. What do you What do you like about being a part of this hobby hotline family that uh, that we are both a part of? Yeah, I have a fun time doing it. You know, because you know, like you said, like once a month. Um, I like going on there because. It's really a, a lot of people on there except for John and Drew and like Dr. Beckett pretty much. I didn't even know before starting to do Hobby Hotline. Um, I know, yeah, that's how I connected with you because we started doing the show together and stuff. Um, it's funny. It helps me connect with more people. And now we've got the Tuesday show. So now I've got some even more hosts that I've got to meet. And next year's dinner party is going to be absolutely massive. We're going to have to, that's going to be a big bill. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I wonder, well, I, I, okay. So what you're talking, what Brody's talking about everybody is that uh, at the national this past year, we had a little a dinner. One of the, I think it was actually on the last day on the Sunday night. Was it, it was Saturday. It was the Saturday or the Sunday night. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday night. Okay. And we went to Harry Carey's for dinner uh, there were about eight or ten of us. Dr. Beckett was there along with me, many of the other uh, hosts. And um, and you sat at the table with us, you know. And your folks sat at a table about four tables down, and they had dinner while you were with uh, while you were sitting with the grown-ups having supper. They were they were they were having a date night just uh, just over yonder, right? And uh, and it was very nice that at the end of the meal, uh, the waiter came by and said that uh, that that that. That couple on date night over there wanted to buy us all dessert, so they bought us, they bought us all dessert, and we got to uh, have that. So, so next year they're gonna have to double their budget if they're gonna buy dessert for now about eighteen people. So we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> but next year I hope they would sit down and join us, and uh, we'll buy them, we'll buy them dessert. So, uh, but that that was pretty fun, right? It's I agree with you, Brody. It's nice to uh, to be a part of that group. You know, I kind of feel like John Newman and Drew Herndon are kind of the, uh, I don't know, this is just my perspective. They're kind of the captains of the, of the crew and they kind of run it and uh, and they do a great job. So a really great initiative. Anyone who's listening, it, the, the YouTube channel is Hobby Hotline, goes live every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Eastern and every Tuesday night now at 7 o'clock Eastern. So check it out, rotating uh, hosts throughout. It's fun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, yeah. I love doing it. I love doing it live too, interactive chat, just like your show. Because I, I don't do my show live. Um, 
just we we try to do a lot of editing and stuff and and i mess up once in a while too i i'm only 13 so i'm not perfect yet but eventually it'll probably be live but Good. Well, you know what? One thing I say, Brody. Got to keep watching part- Jeremy's show to learn how to do it, and then yeah. we can get it live. Well, it's uh, going live is uh, it, you know, it's a lot different than doing pre-recorded videos. There's no editing, and one and you know, any mistakes you make are going to be out there. So, but what I've learned, Brody, is that you have to allow yourself to make mistakes. You sometimes you can't think that quickly, and you, whatever comes out of your mouth, you may regret the odd thing. But hey, that's just the way it goes. So. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you get better as time goes on. I've thought about sometimes about if I have to go to the bathroom during a live show. And I'm like, hey, mom, maybe we shouldn't do this live. <laughs> One time only, Brody, in, in about 160 plus episodes more than that now, 180 plus. I've one time I've had to say to my guest, you just steer the ship for a few minutes. I'll be right back. I got to go to the bathroom. It's only happened once. So, think you can take that risk for sure for sure uh let's go to a couple comments here tyler says watching brody do his thing makes me feel like the hobby is in good hands glad he's here that's a great uh great compliment and uh an astute comment if i may say so it's nice to have young people in the hobby even taking the lead on some content so that's great uh slim thumbtack welcome to the show says from the same area as brody the kid i was at jim and steve's once while he was there and the owner kept calling him btk a couple of months later i saw him on twitter and was like hey i know that kid that's pretty funny <laughs> right on right on frank Estella, hello and good evening the red wings won their fifth in a row tonight that's unbelievable good for the red wings that's a rebuild that seems to have wow. worked matt jones says it's like the whole day of jeremy yes we did hobby hotline this morning and uh, Gross Bros says, uh, Brody, Blue Jays, George Springer is underrated and could lead the team in homers at the All-Star break over Vladdy if he stays healthy. Do you uh, have anything to say to that, Brody? Uh, Springer didn't have the great year because obviously the injuries. I mean, he had, a, he had a solid year, but he was dealing with the injuries and that. I, my, only, what, what's the correct word about what I say about 2017 Astros? No, he's not better than Vladdy. Vladdy will have like seven more home runs than him. Um, and then Bo Bichette will have about 13 too, and he'll be hitting like 310. Uh, that's also on my main PC, guys. Bo, uh, I'm trying to figure out where the camera is on the phone. Bo Bichette, loved them for a long time. Um, and then George Springer will be batting, you know, like seventh, 226 homers. And then later in the year, he'll get sent out of the minors, ruin his career. And, yeah, he loses his house because he, he, his contract gets blown up because he's a cheater. And then rest in peace, George Springer. That's what I got. <laughs> All right. I like it. I like it. Troy says Red Wings woot. And uh, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you this. This is a pretty simple question. What do, what do you collect? And why? And do you have any more cards you want to show us? Oh well, yeah, I I've loved Boba Shet. I I just I like doing this with the double mag, his first Bowman Chrome, and then his Topps Chrome rookie. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I all I'm a huge Illinois University fan, so my guy in the Bulls now, Io Dosumu. I've been collecting up. I don't have any autos him, 
of him yet because there's only been one product out and his stuff's pretty expensive since he's been playing a lot. Um, and then I'm actually a person who got really lucky at the national this year. And I actually kind of, you know, have this box sitting around the house really wanting to open. I 2020 hold on Brody though. That's the 2020 national treasures football. You told us the story when we were having dinner that night at Harry Carey's that that wasn't even the, that I'm not, I'm not going to do a spoiler. Tell the story of why you might not have been that happy to win that box. So what not was doing the huge giveaway. If you're at the national, you probably knew because the guy was screaming to come over the truck and get free ice cream. Like every day when we left and I finally went over there and got some ice cream. And then about hmm, 40 minutes later, maybe about, I look at my Instagram and I have message and I look and it's from whatnot. And they're spamming me, come back to the table, come back to the table. They're like trying to video us. So I literally start like sprinting because I'm like, they're doing this huge giveaway. I start sprinting back to the table. Um, and he just gave me a fifth golden ticket. I think since it was Saturday, I was towards the end of the show and nobody pulled it yet. He gave it to me and my mind was like spinning. I'm like, am I in a, am I in a dream or something? They actually said that they had, um, they had reached out to someone else to give it to them, but they didn't reply in time. So they asked me, so I came over there and th- this, this was a secondary prize. There was five uh, people that got the golden ticket. And there was four 2020 National Treasures boxes. And this is like a $6,000 box. So I, I was not complaining coming out from that giveaway. But the winner got a PSA 9 Michael Jordan Fleer rookie. So that's a lot more than $6,000. You can maybe get a PSA 2 for $6,000. Um, and, you know, so it starts. He pulls first one. And what you got a random number, and then if you pull it, then you got your National Treasures box, and you move on with your day. Pulls one, not me. Pulls one, not me. Final three. Pulls one, not me. Final two. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. If I get this Jordan, of course, I get National Treasures box, but who knows? Maybe it'll be worth more than a PSA 9 one day if Burrow and Herbert keep playing really well. You never know uh, with Wax these days, but... Yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, very nerve-wracking. If they're going to give me the National Treasures box, I would have just rather gotten out first so I didn't have to stress. So literally after I got the National Treasures box, I was literally shaking. I was sitting there, like, shaking. I'm like, what just happened? I was literally sitting there shaking. It was the weirdest feeling I've ever had in my life. <laughs> So you were you had a 50-50 shot at the Jordan rookie, and you ended up with the National Treasures box, which is okay. Hey, let's face it. You started the day with nothing as far as uh, winning something goes, so you did yeah. pretty well. And uh, But yeah, imagine winning a PSA 9 Michael Jordan rookie. That would have been something else for sure, for sure. Oh, yeah, especially being a Bulls fan. Uh, that's, the one, that's the one I want to get into my collection as I get older. Even if it's not super high grain or anything like that, I just want one really bad. Um, but I, uh, one more thing. I, I actually was, I 
collect Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm, you know, you see the Raiders in there. You're like, why the heck would you collect Patrick Mahomes? He's quarterback of the Chiefs. I did really got really lucky with pulling some of his cards in 2017, including this absolute beauty Ooh. that I got graded. Oh, nice number to 150. Uh, one pack. This is a true story. That was one pack of Donruss Optic Hobby Football, and I pulled that card. One pack. So, I I couldn't believe it because, you know, there's 20 packs, I think, and you get one auto per box. And so, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I see the backwards card. I'm like, all right, I got the auto from the box. That's pretty good luck. And it happened to be Patrick Mahomes, and I was, and that was when you know he. This was I. That was probably in like 2018 when he started playing good. So like it was a good card to have. You know, he's playing really well, but it wasn't like where he is now, where he's like you know, mm-hmm. at the top of the league. So I was pretty excited, and my dad walked over. He's like, "Whoa, holy cow!" <laughs> but now, if I would have pulled that thing now, I probably would have jumped on my couch and started screaming into the pillow or something. <laughs> yeah, it's be pretty exciting for sure right now. That, that's a beautiful card, man. Congrats on the one on a one pack hit as well. Very, very nice. Uh, Logan wants to know who's your favorite NASCAR driver. That is Cole Custer because that was one of the first NASCAR autos I had, and I pulled it from Prism. So good stuff. Good stuff. Start from there. Ken from Pastime says, uh, don't have too much fun or one day you will wake up in your mid-40s still selling cards. Not like that would be so bad, right, Ken? I mean, let's face it. Uh, if that's what you're doing in your 40s, you, you kind of made it in life, I think. That's just me, though. I, I like uh, I like playing with cards myself. Um, <clears throat> James wants to know, is your dad a collector and into cards? Yeah, my dad did collect cards as a kid, and he opened some cards now, too. Yeah. He, he pulled, uh, it was 2017 Christmas, he actually pulled an Aaron Judge rookie auto, which was pretty cool. And he actually pulled a Super Fractor once, too. Well, uh, pause. Uh, Bowman's best has been me and my dad's kind of like product because 2017, he gets a box for Christmas. He pulls an Aaron Judge redemption auto. Pretty awesome. 2019, we get him a box. I don't know why we didn't in 2018, whatever. 2019, we get him a box. Then he pulls a one-of-one Super Fractor. So then in 2021, we're like, look at that. Look at, I'm like, look at this luck. We've got to get a box and open it. it. This video is actually on my YouTube channel. So we do get a box, and my dad came on there with me, you know, and just in the background because he doesn't like to be on camera as much. But um, we're just talking about it, so... I think it was the second or third pack. I actually see a Mike Trout that looked pretty sick, and it said one of one, and it was a super fractor, and I almost went crazy. Well, I did go crazy, but I almost went extremely crazy. And me and my dad had a little fist bump in the background. We were pretty excited. And check that video out on my Brody the Kid YouTube um, from early January. But yeah, that. That was probably our kind of like best moment because that was just like crazy. 
I, that's a nice shared moment for sure, for sure. Uh, Frank says, I, I'm hoping that Nat Turner has you on his radar for a future position with PSA. We will get to your career aspirations shortly. Clay Phillips wants to know what's up with you, Brody. And here's a great question from Tyler. He says, Brody, you're pretty well known in the hobby now. Do you find you have more followers around your own age or is it a mix of young and old? Um, I, On Twitter, it's mainly um old well, i'll call mid 40s people old um and on instagram it's a combination of some people that follow me on twitter you know like you and stuff like that and then some kids because kids seem to be more on instagram and like tiktok but i'm not on tiktok i i just don't like it um yeah i have a lot more i, I have a lot more kid followers on instagram for sure what about Brody? What about what about YouTube? Because on YouTube, you can look at your analytics and it will tell you the different age ranges of people that are viewing your your shows, your 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 content on there. Do you ever look at that? And do you see kind of where the not, where the biggest bar graph bar is? I did not know you could do that. I'll I'll look at I I'll look at that because that's actually interesting. Yeah, because um, I because can't some people can. Do you have when you make your account, you can like just you know make a random date too, though, right? Sure, yeah, it, I suppose you could, yeah, yeah, but it might be interesting. You got to think that some yeah. people don't, so you, you can go to your sure a lot of people put a legit birth date, so that's actually yeah, you, interesting. I never check, your, check the analytics and you can take a look yeah. and maybe oh, maybe oh. get some uh maybe get some insight into to the, the, the demographics of, of your audience on YouTube at least. So, I want to know. How did you become Brody the Kid? Well, that started at the 2017 National, my first national in Chicago. I it was just, we were just general admission, and you know I I couldn't believe it at first. You know, if your your first national, uh, everyone that's experienced it, it's just like whoa, this is crazy. Um, so I ended up going to the Tops Q and A. Um, I did pack wars there and then we saw the Q and a sign up sheet and we signed up. We're excited. Um, we go and my mom has this cool idea. Cause she, she wanted to try to like get me to ask a question. I was kind of a little, a little nervous, but she comes up with the great idea about it. I like trying to be funny, not like serious. Like how come, like that one guy that's there every year. If you guys ever go to the top screen, you'll know about this guy. Why did you guys ever find those 2017 tops out against her wooden minis? Literally, Jeremy, every year at the top screen, same guy asks about this stupid uh, case hit or something. Every stinking national, he keeps asking, and they just say, like, we're never, you know, and they have to talk about it for four minutes, and they're just gonna, they just say, we're never gonna find the wooden mini. Shut up. That's pretty much what that's what they want to say. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what I would say. Um, but I ask, I'm nine now. How long till I can work for Tops? So the Tops guys thought it was pretty funny. Um, that Alan Nars who ran the Q and A thought it was funny. So after I got a picture with all of them and stuff, cool. So 2018 was in Cleveland, so I wasn't going to go to the national but my dad gets an email about 
I think it was a month or two away from the national because I know then we had to switch our gears a little bit. But it's from Tops, and it says, "Hey, uh, you, we want Brody to come and be Brody the Topskin at our booth and do some stuff with Alan with Pack Wars because Alan actually had reached out to me and he had sent me some stuff, so I kind of had a connection a little bit with them there. But so I start." So I, I, I come home from my friend's house and it, that my mom's like, we got big news. And I'm like, uh, okay, did you, did you buy me something cool or something like that? But then I get this, but then he starts reading me this email, you know, wants to do some interviews, wants to help out with pack wars. Da, 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 and my mind's just blown. Um, any of you guys that went to the Cleveland national, the Cleveland national was awesome. The Ferris wheel was really cool in the middle. Um, so yeah, so I did that. Um, a lot of people then that I kind of linked up with aren't at tops anymore. Like Suze and Kevin Moody, who was there. Um, so yeah, I did that, had fun, um, interviewed some people and it's a videos on my YouTube. I interviewed Scott Rogowski and okay. I was so small. My head was like up to this to him just. Oh, this is an analogy. This was 10-year-old Brody looking out to Scott Rogowski as to Brody looking out to Jeremy Lee at the National now. <laughs> Since you're like 6'6 or something, it feels yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not far off, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was 2018 National. Then I kind of, for the 2019 National, I applied for media credentials. So I kind of went to just Brody the kid so I I still did a bunch of stuff with tops too but I wanted to work try to do stuff with all the companies too um and like hey to make it work I can't just be I I if I want to do like the daily rip and stuff I can't just open tops packs or open panini packs when I'm Brody the tops kid um so yeah I applied for media credentials and Ray Schulte from the national sees them he applies them and then he also says asks if i want to help with the auction um that they're doing for charity which was ronald mcdonald's house in 2019 super excited did that had a ton of fun and that it kind of just grew from there um daily rip got kind of to that i think that's that was actually when the daily rip started was after the 2019 national because we had kind of the idea of it. Because I know this year in August was two years. Um, and that's where I we got the idea about the show. And I started being on some other people's show. I started writing my blog at BigLeagueCards.com. Rip with Brody the Kid. Um, but then 2020, I was supposed to be the official kid ambassador of the National. Obviously, got canceled. But goes over to 2021 he says all right let's do it so i'm i'm a kid ambassador i'm walking around doing interviews with people doing quick videos at cool booths um playing uh at the pristine auction booth i'm playing with mr pristine for a clip of my show and mr pristine was not very good at basketball hmm. uh and he 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 mr pristine knew how to bank it he was good at banking it because his arms were so big, he kind of just went like that. He just, like, chucked it at the rim. 
then he threw one way over into the booth, which I did too. So, so hopefully the workers don't get like scared. They that's they should do that in a different spot because I feel like I I I remember shooting one and it went off the top of the backboard into the pristine booth and I got scared to death, so I kind of just walked away. Uh, I I kind of it. You'd have to like have some sort of safety thing or something because that'd be kind of scary. All of a sudden, there's a mini basketball falling on your head. Yeah. Anyways, I also helped the National with their charity, which was from Signatures for Soldiers. Tim Virgilio, awesome guy. Um, if you don't follow them um, or him, for sure follow him. He, he's a great, great dude. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. Um, and I did, yeah, and I did some more stuff like that. And I had people coming up to be like crazy, asking for pictures and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it, it, it was pretty mind-boggling, I think. 2019 one, I thought was kind of crazy, just like working for the national in a sense and having the media credentials. But this year was just different. I mean, there was, I mean, obviously there were some people that didn't know me, but there was a lot of people that did. So it, it was kind of crazy. So speaking of people that did know you, you're walking around the national because you you had a you had a booth there. You were hanging out with your mom and your dad. I I stopped by many times. You got because you had a bowl of candy, so I'd come by and you know that was one of the few places I could find food in the whole building <laughs> that I wanted to eat. So I grabbed some uh, some candy from your guys' booth and oh, one restaurant. The line was probably take you forty five minutes at least. That's right. That's right. But but being at the national Brody and walking around. Were you recognized by people, like by other kids, by adults? Uh, talk a bit about that experience for you. Yeah, there was a, quite a bit of kids that would come up to me and ask for like a picture, ask me how my national was doing. Um, I played some Papa Shot with them, stuff like that. Um, and then there was some, there was some adults too um, that came up um, at the table and stuff like that as I was walking around too. There was a mom that just came up to me as we were leaving, just came up to me as like right away. He's just like, Brody, can I get a picture with you? So he just stabbed a quick picture. And it was like a 10 second process. Uh, <laughs> I, that's where I kind of feel like you're kind of at like the celebrity ish level when there's somebody just comes up with you and just says, can I have a picture? And she's gone in like 10 seconds. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's not like yeah. a two minute process where you sit down and like talk to them, you know, how's your day going? Stuff like that. It's just like, picture done bye you know that that that's kind of where my level is i think yeah that's that's pretty funny well you know she probably just wanted to show her kid maybe that uh hey look i met the guy you watch on youtube or you that, follow on twitter I met, really I met the kid. yeah that that's pretty cool that's pretty cool um okay one more question for you here on on sort of on this topic now that fanatics has hijacked the which is the word i've i've, I've been using here today Got that word from my friend Steve last night. Helped me come up with it. But uh, anyway, how did now that Fanatics has has hijacked the license from Tops for baseball starting in a few years? How does that impact your career aspirations? Yeah, so I, I I'm still you know I because obviously everybody knows about the article that Josh Luber wrote. I'm still kind of digging into it and what I think is going to happen. And I'm not. I don't think any of us are really. 100% sure. Um, and from my point of view, like, I, I'm not using this as offensive, but I'm just saying, Jeremy, you're just going to be a 40 
you're going to just gonna be a late four-year-old <laughs> or mid four-year-old now and they'll be a late four-year-old then um but it's kind of i'm 13 now and i'll be like 17 or 18 when it officially happens so it i don't like because i don't know where i i i I might be hired by a company, and I don't know why I'm moving my arm so weird to try to point at my logo. I I might be, you know, hired by someone, or eh. like I just I don't know where I'm gonna be in the hobby as a source because there's a lot of people. There's some that stay with it, but there's a lot of people when you get to college, it's kind of hard to stay in because you've got to worry about school and stuff like that. So. I want to stay in the hobby, but I don't know how much I'm going to be doing. Um, I just, I'm really interested because I, I didn't read the article, but I kind of skimmed through it, looked at, you know, just seeing what he was talking about. And I saw a lot of graphs and charts and stuff like that, but it's all, to me, it seems it's just all about the high end stuff. And there's not the word kid really involved at all. So that kind of, it makes me a little worried in that sense. Like, Bluebird, I, I want to know what he's going to do, if he's going to do anything, because it's it's really important. Like, like people have told me, you know, we're all going to be dead one day. Somebody's got to be the new old man buying cards at the card shop. So who's that going to be? Yeah. Okay. No, it's, uh, I think your concerns are legitimate for sure. And, but I agree with you that we don't know what's going to happen yet and uh, it'll all unfold over time. And hopefully the people who have this in their, under their care are, are smart enough to realize that, uh, yeah, the kid, kid, children of the future, that that's never going to change. So hopefully, uh, hopefully there, there is care given to the next generation, uh, your, yours and even younger. So, Okay. Let's go to a couple comments, and then we're going to meet your father. We're going to meet Brody the Kid, the father of Brody the Kid. So, Dennis, if you can hear me, get ready, but not yet. We're going to do a few comments first. Um, I wanted to bring up, uh, say hello to Chad Shipper. Good evening to you, Chad. Go Michigan Blue. Skeppy says here, Brody says, I saw another interview where you said you're mainly, mainly into baseball, football, and basketball. What is a category in the hobby that you want to collect and how do you plan to learn more about it? Um, yeah. oh, hockey and NASCAR, I mean, kind of both. If I had to pick one, I'd say probably hockey because I love Upper Deck and Chris Carlin has been really awesome to me. And I love like their products like Goodwin Champions. And I love that they did the Spaceman set. Um, I just saw at the Philadelphia show, Ken Golden's there and he bought his son, Paul, a full case of Space Jam, which I thought was kind of funny, but I like that they're doing some cool stuff like that, because obviously they have LeBron. Um, Yeah, i probably say hockey just because I love Upper Deck so much, and I I like hockey, and especially when the Blackhawks were really good, it was really fun because, you know, the three titles... And the decade was really awesome for sure because that's like the one team that's like actually done something that I like in like the past my lifetime. So the <laughs> and reality, Chicago sports just think. Um, 
but I'd say hockey because they're, I mean, they're, they do a lot of cool sets. I love Allure. Um, there's some higher end ones that are super cool. I mean, even just base series one, I think they do a, such a good job with. And I really want to learn more about that and NASCAR too, because those are ones that Panini will still have the rights to an upper deck. They, Fanatics, at least as now, hasn't even touched upper deck. So, yeah, those two sports probably. But also that brings to UFC and soccer. I'm not big into, but I know it's expanding a lot in this industry. So I kind of want to, I'm, I'm doing a little bit on the daily rip here and there to try to learn about that a little bit more just because it seems like it's something I might need to know for, for in the future. Okay, good. Good answer. Thank you for the question to uh to Skeppy. Uh Jim says, love your background poster, Brody. Do you collect garbage pail kids? I do have some. I I have a bunch of packs, I think, in my thing. Um, they're pretty cool. I, I like opening packs. I loved garbage pail kids. Sapphire was pretty awesome. I thought that was pretty funny. I mean the the um what that one card the atom bomb or whatever that the number ones of that card go for a lot of money though one of one i think sold somewhere in hundreds of hundreds of thousands which is just crazy for garbage pail kid yeah but they did the chrome last year too which was fun um yeah i like collecting them this they're really cool and that's you know that's kind of how the idea was created yeah, it's a cool, it is a really cool poster. Ian Undercover thought you were nine, says, and has a deeper voice than me, but realizes you're not nine presently, and he feels better. And look who's here. We have Card Killer. Oh, our killer. guy, Card Killer, says, uh, I'm sure I sure came up to you. He's talking about testing you. You got to meet Card Killer at the National? Yes, I did. And I awesome. got to see a maskless too, which I didn't even know was a thing. He well, he came on here with me after the national at the beginning of September, and he took off his mask uh, during the episode and kind of revealed his identity. His name is Rodney, and he's one of the best guys in the hobby. Rodney, card killer, if you're still there, great to see you. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, Dr. says, "What would you guys think if Collectors Universe acquired Tops or Panini in the coming years?" <sighs> <laughs> dr i mean i don't know i'm gonna i'm know. gonna i'm gonna answer that if and when it happens uh but yeah. i don't think it's gonna happen mm -hmm. so we'll talk about that when when and if it does card killers cheers back to you my friend well why don't we uh why don't we bring someone else on the show why don't we meet uh the father of brody the kid here he comes here he comes <laughs> dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dennis, how are you doing? <laughs> doing all right. Brody kind of uh, set me up earlier, saying I'm not much of the camera guy, so but yeah, you can have a couple minutes on me before I all right. disappear. <laughs> well, one of the you know one of the things I like to do on the show is really get get the guest to sorry introduce the guest to the audience, so they get to know a bit about the person, not just the cards they collect, but let's meet people in the hobby and get to know them and. One of a great a great way to do that is to meet a father of a guest on on the show. And Brody's, I guess Brody still lives at home, right? He's thirteen years old, so he is. He dominates the house. He's very loud and very messy. 
yeah. a normal 13-year-old. I, I admit to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you, Dennis, and, and you know, we got to meet in person at the National, which was great. And thanks again for, for buying me dessert at Harry Carey's that night. But what do you think about Brody's notoriety in the hobby? I think on a level, it's great. Um, you're off the screen now. No, there you go. Um, I think a lot of it is good that he's, he's he's able to see the fruits of working hard. He puts in so much time um, and effort into everything he does with the hobby. So I'm very grateful that he's learning that hard work gets you somewhere. It gets you things, whether it's a paycheck, whether it's a house, whether it's a car, whether it's notor a little bit of ho hobby notoriety. Um, I think it's really good for him. But we do try to, uh, I like to try to play the, the humility police. They're the humble police role for him. And, you know, uh, keep keep him back to normal when he gets home. And, hey, you still got to clean your room. You still got to take the garbage out and put the dishes away. <laughs> so <laughs> even if you're getting interviewed, it doesn't mean that you get out of your chores and that kind of thing. But that's, uh, I think it's good. I think he, I think he's learning a lot of great lessons. So he, so basically, he's not a celebrity in the household, is what you're saying. No, no he, he might dominate a lot of the landscape because he has so many cards at this point as his collection has grown. But I um, took over the dining room. Yeah, we don't have oh, a dining wow. room anymore. But I think a lot of people in the hobby could probably share that same experience. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Grow and grow, so and a lot I, of people can I identify with that. A lot of bins from uh, from when I was his age in the garage that are buried too with a holy oh, yeah, lot we of junk wax. Yeah. So. yeah. Junk wax is hot now. We gotta look there at those. Goes. <laughs> it's almost like he's teasing you about your junk wax collection. <laughs> well, I haven't looked. I know better now. I haven't looked through those since I was like brand new into the hobby. I think I was like ten. I was like ten the last time we brought them down. So we need to look into that. There you go. I would be happy if you went through them and purged. <laughs> so let let me ask you this, Dennis. How do you how do you see the hobby? as a positive impact, like the humility, the, you know, you mentioned that, but how do you see the hobby as a positive impact on him? And the reason I ask is because, you know, anyone else, any other parents of kids that are out there that might want to, you know, might, their kid might not be into it yet. And, uh, you know, what, what are some of the benefits of the hobby on a young man like Brody? I think there's just so much to learn. There's so many different ways in this hobby. Um, just things you can learn for later in life whether it's budget, whether it's learning how to sell, whether it's communication with other people. Um, he's learning the value of relationships. He's he's dealing with younger people, older people. I mean, people of every age, every sex. Um, I mean, at 13, he's had how many times? Three different times on his show, he's interviewed people from Australia. Like the things that can come from this hobby, just from the people, like we always joke, I think he joked with you earlier, um, you know, that, John Newman's or James Newman, <laughs> his big line, uh, the hobby is the people. Um, that's really one of the biggest things for him to learn, you know, it's just that that is it's relationships and it's, it's life lessons you get from that and things you can learn as you go forward. And I think also um, one of my favorite things that he's gotten so into it and has all these different avenues um, to share his love of not only collecting, but of sports. He's a sports nut. At the end of the day, if cards vanish tomorrow, Brody's going to be watching SportsCenter. Brody's going to be on his phone just looking at the SportsCenter app 24-7, checking his fantasy, checking the box scores. You know, it's just it's on a phone. When we were kids, we looked at the newspaper. They look at their phones. Um, so I think him having a source and seeing 
the small chance that, you know, he's got to make a professional athletic career, <laughs> you know, they're very slim, but there, there's opportunities out there Damn, to work in sports so, for now. <laughs> um, just to see different ways that you can get involved in different avenues to have a career in something that you're passionate about and love. You know, yeah. I think that's, that's great for him. Yeah. I, I agree with, you know, with what you say, I, I think it's great for young, for young people, you know, young teenagers, even younger, especially to interact with people of all ages and gain that confidence and negotiate. And right. I mean, there's a lot, lots of life skills there. You mentioned budget, another one that they don't really teach in school right. that, that you can learn uh, well before most of your peers who aren't in the hobby. The hobby does provide a lot of wonderful life skills. I, I really believe that I kind of, I, I always have. Uh, before we let you go, Dennis, there are some questions coming in, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit you with them. Under fire here. No, uh, it's the easy one. Try one. So, do you collect anything? And what's your favorite card if you do? Um, I, I think I collected so much when I was a kid, and then just got away from it, like so many of us have and do. So I've gotten in a little bit with him, but I probably more collect with Brody than I collect on my own at this point. Um, Fair. if I do anything, I'm. I'm the guy looking through the dollar box and just like looking for a treasure or a prospect or something like that. Otherwise I'm looking for old white Sox cards. Well, That's kind of the thing I want to start working on is putting together all the old. You do buy um, a lot of white Sox cards. You do buy a lot of cards on eBay. Yeah. I am kind of a nut on eBay, but most of it is just uh, hunting for stuff that yeah, I don't even ninety nine auctions. Yeah. I kind of keep it cheap too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right on. I like this. Jude says, uh, Dennis, the dad, right? Dennis, the dad, Brody, the kid, love Brody's logo. Thank you, Jude. So final question. This one's from me. Dennis is, um, how proud are, how proud are you of this young man, Brody? Very proud. Um, Sherry and I couldn't be prouder of him for everything he's gone. Through. I mean, just like I said earlier, um, the hard work he puts in, the dedication, um, especially with how busy he is with sports. He does well in school. So he's a busy kid as it is. And um, a lot of other kids would take their free time and just want to maybe run to the park or just play video games, that kind of thing. But he he dedicates a lot of his time to the hobby because he loves it so much and he's so passionate about it. Um, so that's really cool. And then, you know, as you guys talked about earlier, and I'll try not to choke up as I discuss it, but the past six to seven months have just been a trip. Um, and his his uh, his uh, optimism and his endurance through all this is uh, admirable. Um, I don't think I could have done it. So very proud of him. Right on, right on. All right, well, that, that's beautiful. It, it really is. Skeppy says, as soon as Dennis said you get somewhere with hard work, I instantly like this guy. Dennis, thanks for thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. It's great me. to meet. Great right, to be able to go. introduce. Uh, it's, a, it, it's an honor to be able to introduce Brady's father, uh, Brody's father, to the to the What's to the audience, to the hobby, if I may. So, thanks so much, man. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate well, it. Before you go, yeah. you're gonna have to run this for a second because I really have to go to the bathroom. Oh no! <laughs> I think he had uh, this set up. I'm not joking. I think he had it set up, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you did too. Brody, you could have done that earlier when I when I had more questions for your dad. <laughs> That's pretty good. He uh one of the things with epilepsy is um that we really push him on is staying hydrated. So we are kind of uh on him 24-7, keep pounding water, Gatorade, Powerade, whatever it is. So that's probably uh, 
probably why he's taking that trip right now. So. Well, it's it's great to hear he's back playing baseball. You know, life's gotten pretty much back to normal. That was a crazy day. I, I mean, I didn't talk to you that day, but I talked to your wife, Sherry, that day. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I could hear the the panic and the the fear and the uncertainty in her voice. And uh, but I mean, how about how not to take you back there right now yeah. too much? But but I, I'm curious, like, how did you think of finding that knife that you got that 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 kind of box opener that you guys got from yeah. Indy Card Exchange and go in there versus just you know kneeing or elbowing or kicking your way into that bathroom? You know what? It was um, it was a pretty solid, thick door. And the um, the handle just had kind of the Phillips head type lock on there or um, flat head type lock on there. And um, I knew he just had it within a couple feet of where the bathroom was because he was ripping stuff he picked up at Indy Card Exchange the night before. Um, so I'm like, I, I know it's I know it's right there. And I just grabbed it and I was like, that's going to turn it. And uh, you know, luckily it did real quick. It's got a nice little bend in it. So I don't think we'll ever forget that that's the one. And um so yeah, Andy was kind of our uh, guardian angel, our hobby guardian angel that day. Uh, that he gave that to Brody, and um, yeah, it was uh, not not a fun day, absolutely. And it, the bummer of it was that we were, like you had said, we were in the hotel. Uh, we we're um, not far from the Hoosier Gym in Indiana, one of Brody's favorite places. He loves loves the movie Hoosiers. Um, we've been at a Hoosier Gym a couple times, and they were having a special event there and a um, an All Star game that we were supposed to go to on Saturday evening. And, uh, so he missed that, which he was really pretty bummed about, but, um, yeah, it was just, it was, it was an experience. Uh, I wouldn't want anybody to have to have to go through, but I'm fortunate and can't be grateful enough that we got in when we didn't, you know, eventually got to a path where we uh, found out what was going on with him, and, you know, he's getting the help he needs now. So, yeah, that's, that's great, man. Can't imagine how grateful and thankful you are. I know, I know the, the hobby and, uh, you know, the hobby hotline family and, uh, anyone who knows them is happy with that. So, all right, man, well, listen, yeah. get out of here. We'll get back to Brody. It. Thanks, Dennis. <laughs> all right. Have fun. Well, yeah. So that's actually why I brought up the thing about having to go to the bathroom. Cause once we started, I had to go to the bathroom so bad and I was trying to hold it so hard. But then once he came on my brain, opened up and i'm like wait a second i know what i could do here's my chance here's my chance and put some pressure on dad see what he could do (laughs) right okay i want to go uh brody with james makes a great comment says can you imagine the great stories brody will be able to speak to on a job interview one day who wouldn't want to hire this kid yeah brody you're you'll have uh you just stay on the straight and narrow you'll have a, a, a a wonderful career ahead of you i'm sure um I want to I want to talk a bit about kids in the hobby with you, Brody, just for a few minutes. Like, obviously, we're all we talked about it already. We're always talking about you know how important it is to have kids in the hobby. Obviously, with the uncertainty with what fanatics will be doing, um, you know, do you have any ideas? What do you think card companies can be doing to to get more kids into the hobby and then to keep them into the hobby? Like, you're a kid. What what attracted you to it? And 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 so all these questions I'm thinking of. But another one is also like. Your your friends from your sports teams from your school, how many of them are into cards? Do you get do you do you have you influenced any of them to come into the hobby? Sort of speak to all that if you can. Yeah, I, I have some friends in the hobby, not as many as I'd like to. Um, it, it, it's hard. There's a I have a lot of friends that like sports, but just they they don't really like it as much, and they don't really get it as much. But then I have some friends 
that do get it and actually really enjoy like opening cards. Um, I'd say um, I really liked how Panini did their kids great. I love, first of all, I love how they introduced it at the national. Perfect idea. Um, and then they, they just came out with series two and I'm impressed. I, I'm really impressed. Um, the tops did their future stars club monthly, which was okay. I mean, it was, it was fun. It was, I liked it. There, you got like a blaster box and an exclusive set and then like a little toy, like a keychain or something like that. But my subscription like randomly stopped. We, I, I don't know what happened with that to be completely honest. Um, but I, I'm impressed with Panini. I think that it doesn't need to be monthly for this to come out. I mean, I really think that them doing it again so quickly is impressive. Um, I, I think, you know, the, the one thing that just, I like the Future Stars Club, but the one thing that just irritates me a little bit is the fact that Topps Big League has been delayed since May. Um, that's something that is a little interesting. Um, that's like, because opening day is a good kid's product for baseball, but big leagues kind of the next one and big leagues. I actually even, you know, as being more into the hobby, I still enjoy ripping it because it's their cards actually look cool and are, it's a pretty fun set. And it was supposed to come out in May and here we are and just early December and the cards are still not out and it's I I I don't like that to be completely honest. Yeah. You know there, there there's all sorts of factors that are involved with things like that. I'm sure they like to get it out quicker and and, and closer to the the uh original date of release but uh supply chain issues and all that uh at these these times but as far as kids in the hobby i mean even at the national this past year there were so many more kids there than i'd ever seen before did you notice that too and like you know you're 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 young so you know that kids like video games and kids like to play sports and you know kid all, all the things that are that might be keeping some some kids out out of the hobby and you're also around kids um is it you know, for someone who's not around kids as much as you are, thankfully, um, what what do you like? Is there do you see do you see kids not being interested in the hobby? Like, do you do you see them? Do you ever try to talk to somebody and say, yeah, I collect baseball cards? Like, oh, I don't care about baseball cards. Do you ever anything like that ever happen? Or what what's your feel for your your contemporaries right now and and their potential affinity for or not for the hobby oh it's interesting because i think it was in sixth grade when it kind of people figured it out that i had been doing this and stuff but it's like they asked me about it and you know i say like i was the official kid ambassador of the huge convention that they do and then they just are kind of like cool and walk away. Like they don't realize that that's kind of pretty cool. And I, I think it's just hard. There's so much technology out there. Me, I'm not saying that I don't play video games or watch 
TV and stuff like that or go play football with my friends at the park or anything like that. But I don't know. Like, this is, it seems like the generation just, you know, it relies on electricity a lot. And I mean, technically in the hobby, we rely on electricity as a lot as well, or else we wouldn't be doing this show right now. Um, For sure. For sure. But yeah, it's hard. I think just, they don't, they don't, some kids just don't get it but other kids other some kids see it as a fun experience even if they don't do it much but sometimes just for fun to spend some money on it and enjoy it with with your parents which i think is a good thing and some kids see it as an opportunity to make some money Um, that's true i know i i've i've done some I've done interviews with kids that like PC stuff or just collect. And I, I've done interviews with some kids that have some really high end stuff. Um, cause they, they sell and trade and they, they just see it as a business opportunity. That's okay too, I guess. I mean, you know, it, it's one of the skills that we can learn as youngsters in the hobby. Want to say hello to Carvin Chung and congratulations to Carvin on his new project, the the Infinite, with his new uh, the new cards he's he's designed and uh, come up with the concept for with uh, working with the artist The Weekend, pretty cool. So congrats to you, Carve, and uh, looking forward to many more successes with with the Infinite uh, brand and product. But yes, uh, you know it, it's a it's a tough thing, right, for the kids. But like you said. Tops has some programs. Panini has some programs. Upper Deck has programs. Um, I think, you know, I give away cards on Halloween to kids that come by along along with candy. You know, make sure you give candy too. I think that's something that, that that's a nice thing to be able to do. And But I think that we we as a hobby need to continue to find ways to make the make it interesting. And may, maybe one of the ways is, you know, one, one of the attractive part, parts of the hobby is to make money. I mean, kids want to have money so they can spend it and buy things maybe more cards so you know for better or for worse maybe that's one of the one of the one of the ins if you will i don't know we'll have to think about that but definitely some planning to be done there you know so if you celebrate were, halloween in canada we celebrate halloween in canada yeah well because i had someone on um from australia on my show and they said that they don't do Halloween, and I was so confused for a couple minutes. He's, um, it was actually um, Tyson Beck, the Tops Project Seventy artist. He said they don't do it there. I'm like, what? And I was, I, I was in shock. I'm like, Halloween is just like it's such a fun day. Um, but then he's, he said it's getting more popular now. But when he was a kid, there was no such thing as halloween in australia and i feel like that's a crime for crying out loud yeah such a fun day i thought it was a worldwide thing myself too so uh but yes we certainly certainly halloween's been a big you know i, I have right. a sweet tooth i have a sweet tooth brody so i used to go fill up a couple of pillowcases worth of candy when i'd go out when i was your age for sure and i don't forget i was i was tall even when i was your age so i Sometimes had to take my mask down so people could see how young I looked, that I wasn't a 20-year-old coming to fill up my bags of candy and get me through the next few months of my life uh, 
with my with my sweet tooth satisfied but uh, yeah um okay man well listen i'm gonna ask you one more question to the to the chat any more any questions comments yeah for brody fire away put them in there we'll get them out uh before we wrap this up but what's your favorite thing about the hobby brody the hobby is the people okay so i say that but i say that and you know john or uh sorry james james newman james newman slogan but i'll say it for real i mean i do you know i'm doing this web show with you and i wouldn't have never known you i mean you live in winnipeg you live in winnipeg right i used to i 20 years ago i did i I don't anymore well i'm in in calgary now yeah yeah you're still in canada still in canada I would have never met you, and there's so many social connections that I've made just, you know, reaching out to people, people reaching out to me to do stuff, and it's fun. And I would never meet a lot of these people. Um, yeah, it's worldwide. Like I said, I've one of my um, biggest followers for my show, they live in New Zealand. It's a kid and his dad, and it's really cool. Imagine if you ever traveled to New Zealand, just, you know, as a, to go backpacking across the country and you're going to, you're going to have friends there. You're going to, you're going to know people who are going to want to see you. So that's really cool, man. It's so cool. So definitely. Uh, here's a question for you from Jude. He says, do you have any pre-war tobacco cards? I do not. Sadly. Do you want to? Is that something you're interested in? Not really. <laughs> okay. Fair. Well, here's here's a follow up question from Skeppy. Who is the goat in baseball for you? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. That's a that's a good answer. That's a good answer for I, sure. He, it's. I think there's a couple options that are definitely at play, but I choose Babe Ruth because Babe obviously was really good. You know, the he he's the two-way Shohei Otani, and they say all the stuff with Shohei. Um, but he was the first big person in baseball, and he was the f- he was one of the first to be on radio and on television. You have the famous call your, he ca- when he called his shot in the World Series. Like, he's just so famous in that way, and he was really good, too. Um, pretty pretty big and he could run pretty fast for how big he was too um but he was like i'm doing another social studies project and when and it's about the 1920s so i get to use babe ruth and satchel page and satchel page is not i think he's the goat of the negro leagues i would have loved to see him pitch more in the mlb and he only got he only came in for one year once they allowed african-americans to come in but that would have been super cool if he would have got to pitch and baseball because or well he did pitch in baseball but in the mlb because he was so good he was so good in negro leagues he put up crazy stats so who who's your who who to you is the is the modern day goat like players that have been playing since since upper deck came on the scene in 1989 Um, maybe Big Poppy, maybe. 
I mean, okay. I, he is up for Hall of Fame election this year. Um, Frank Thomas, that one's a little biased, but he was really, really good. He was. Um, yeah, Derek, Derek Jeter is the Yankees, so. I was expecting you to say Mike Trout. I, I, Trout's definitely out there for sure, and I, I just. I've kind of forgotten about Trout a little bit just because he didn't play that much this year. I kind of for, I've kind of forgotten about how good he is. Um, but yeah, probably somewhere between those three, it might be. It, it's probably Trout though, and re- it really probably is. He's just at everyone just like there's all these emerging guys like Vladdy and Shohei and. Bichette and so and Luis Robin, so forth and so forth, that people think are going to be coming up there and being some of the best. Juan Soto, but Mike Trout's just always been number one. He's just always been the best. He's always been up there in MVP voting, even if he had a bad year. Okay, I'm 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 happy with that with with those responses. Last question I have for you tonight, Brody. What is your beef with the statistic known as war? Oh boy. Okay. War. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rampage here, Jeremy. So, beer. Right. is yours. War is stupid. There's no point about war. I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. I don't care about wins after replacement, if that's even what it's called. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Above, I think. Why don't we look at the home runs, the batting average, the on-base percentage, how their fielding is, and that's all you need to know. I don't need to know a 4.6 war weird decimal between pitchers and hitters both have it. Instead, I could just look at the batting average and see the guy hits 320, has 40 home runs, He's one of the best players in baseball. I don't need stinking war to tell me that. I don't want to. I'm not going to go on. If I'm comparing Mike Trout to Vladdy Jr., and if I'm trying to figure out which one's better, I'm not going to go on there and see who has a better war. I'm going to see who hits more home runs, hits, got more over RBIs, on base more, gets more hits, stuff like that. I'm not looking at a decimal. Okay, that's it. That's it. That was that was quite succinct, actually. And uh, uh, yeah, wow. Okay, I, I'm good with that, Brody. I mean, it's uh, I, I read I tr- I read it once. I don't understand it either. I know what they're trying to get at. It. I think it's basically like take me out, and you know, if your if your WAR rate rating or your WAR stat is four point two, four whatever, say four. You know, if you're if you take that player away from his team, they're gonna they're gonna lose four more games or win four fewer it's games. It's kind of like a plus minus, like they do in hockey and um, basketball, sort of in in a way, I guess. But baseball, you don't get taken out eight minutes into the game, so it's a little different, a little similar. All right. I, I know that you're not a fan of it. I wanted to hear hear you talk about it. Let's run through the final comments here, and then we will. We will say good night. Um, okay. Troy, you are more than welcome. Thanks for coming. And yes, thanks, Brody, for joining us tonight. Sandra Eric says, war, what is it good for? Jude says, I agree. I hate war. If average home run and RBIs are good enough for grandpa, they're good enough for me. Exactly. 
Exactly. Put it in a better sentence. Skeppy says we existed for over 100 years without war. I like this kid. <laughs> but you pretty much just defined war. Yeah, I think it's wins <laughs> above replacement, right? How many wins is the team going to have above the amount they would have had if I, if I, the player, were replaced by the next person in line or someone else like that? So, okay. Mark Santucci, are you having a second show? It's still up in the air, believe it or not, Mark. We might do an after hours, possibly. I'd say it's 50-50 right now that I'm going to. If I do, it'll be, you know, we'll start one in maybe 15 to 30 minutes. So maybe just watch your notifications, but uh, not not 100% for sure. That's as good as I can tell you right now, and I am and I apologize for the uncertainty there. But um, but that's going to wrap it up, Brody, for, uh, for your debut episode on Sports Cards Live. It's been a, it's been a pleasure co-hosting Hobby Hotline with you over the last, boy, year and a half it's already been, I would say, or just shy of a year and a half. And uh, yeah, man, I just want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for being in the hobby. Thank you for still being with us after what happened in May. That's some crazy stuff. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, it's just, it's, it's been great to, uh, tell, help tell your story. Have your father, Dennis on. Thanks to Dennis, uh, Dennis, the dad for joining us on the show as well. And it's always nice to meet, you know, the father of, of, uh, of this, this fine young gentleman. So I think that's it for now. Hey, are you good? Yeah. Thank you so much, Jeremy. I'm so glad I could finally be on. And you asked me to come on. I knew right away I had to take the shot. So I would for sure be on to get there. Um, but yeah, everyone, you could just follow me on my social medias and check out the Christmas countdown that I'm doing. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Jeremy. I, yeah, and I love doing Hobby Hotline with all you guys. For sure. Well, like Brody mentioned, you can his uh, his socials are on the ticker right now. Brody on Twitter at BrodyTK on Instagram as BrodyTheKid1. And of course, check out his YouTube channel, Hobby Life Show, and subscribe to that. All right, man. Well, that's going to wrap it up. So thank you, everybody. Check out, I'll be hosting Collectible Live tomorrow night. My guest will be Bennett Miller, also known as Devin Courant37 on Instagram. Next week on the show... Right here on the on the ticker now, Rob Gerard, also known as a sports card therapist, will be joining us next week. And the week after is the PWCC Premier Auction extended bidding with Adam Gray, the Real 27 guy, and Eric Myers, Howley Hustle, will be joining. So that is it for now. Have a great week ahead. Hope to see you tomorrow on Collectible Live. Peace out. Wow. This one's over. Thanks again, Brody. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.